0: I know that I'm always paranoid of the, uh, of the lawsuit, but, um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that the boys in BVS are cool and and they're not going to mind too much that we're using a loop of their song, but, uh. As the listenership of this show goes up and up and up, I think that the uh, Mr. Boombastic drop is we're going to have to cry. Oh, uh, yeah. Out.
1: Probab- I could see Shaggy lawyering up. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Like, Shaggy probably, every time we play that, he probably gets a ringing in his ear and he's like, somewhere, <laughs> yeah. somewhere, I could fucking, because the pig money, the pig commercial money isn't probably paying the bills. Nah, nah. Like, uh, like it once did. Not for a uh, ex-gulf war vet Shaggy. Is he an ex-gulf war vet? He's an ex golfer. yeah. You have all these fucking music families, facts t- 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 today.
1: T- 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 oh, I've known that for a while. I had no I, idea. I follow the shag.
0: <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> it's not not really. A little bit. <laughs> oh, it's still going. Keep it going, baby. Sorry. Oh, wow. No, Look at that. I, it I shut it off on it. That was the most unprofessional thing, <laughs> I've, as far as production goes, that I've ever done in this Cut. show. <laughs> Just because I wanted to go. We wanted some Mr. Do your meatwad.
1: She called me Mr. Boombastic.
0: She me Mr. Boombastic. All right, I'm not gonna keep doing that.
1: <laughs> I like the powerful one that's Mr. Bombastic
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bombastic
1: Bombastic <laughs> Himself. That's the most fucking narcissistic thing I hear on the
0: air here. Hey man, it was the fucking 90s? You had to. Was that with. That's from the 90s, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, you had oh, to. Yeah. Uh, you had to sell yourself back mm-hmm. then. You had to come hard. You had to, you had competition with Dr. Dre and the Snoop Dogs. Yeah, the California Love. Yeah, California loving. We had producers all up in the videos
1: <laughs> on the records <laughs> dancing. My headphones need to come up. This production's all Turn over my this,
0: headphones right. up. What's up, Hasbros? It's the Awkward High Five Podcast. <laughs> my name is Devin. And my name is Richie. And uh, we've already beaten that Hasbro thing into the fucking ground. <laughs> Not even close. We're fucking, we're scratching at the door of 40, and we still fucking <laughs> find it funny to just, to come up with something new and stupid and then just beat it into the oh, fucking ground.
1: Oh, yeah, that's what we've always done. That <laughs> shit.
0: There hasn't been a text that you've sent me in the last fucking five or however many, three four, or four days that hasn't said Hasbro in it.
1: <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> I love our new like definition of Hasbro. How it could be like someone who
0: used to be your bro. Right, he's a Hasbro. Yeah, yeah that's a Hasbro. I also like the idea of walking into a room and calling everybody there Hasbro's. Though, like, what's up, Hasbro's? <laughs> 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 also, a Hasbro could be somebody that like it, that has something that you want, like marijuana or fucking something like that. <laughs> that's like, a Hasbro. He's a Hasbro. Yeah. Hey, is that guy over there Hasbro? Oh, he's a Hasbro.
1: <laughs> is he holding? He's a Hasbro. What's up,
0: Hasbro? <laughs> As the as the uh, podcast listening audience just stays quiet, and because it's only funny fucking to me and you, it does, yeah, uh, or it could just be a bro from Haslet Hasbro. <laughs> <laughs> bunch of Hasbros at and there is nothing but Hasbros and Hazlitt. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that yeah. much fucking um, that's it's a pretty broy town I mm-hmm. should say all right anyway let's uh well so anyway welcome to the Awkward mm-hmm. Nine five podcast mm-hmm. me and you were loopy because we worked out in the sun all day yeah well, I slept in the sun all day that's true yeah. and we're gonna get to that in a second what people need to know is that we're not you know they might think that we're big wealthy podcast stars mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know how many people get wealthy off of uh fucking free internet shows yeah but we're not. We need to work for a living. And, and I specifically have been uh, it, like just doing odd jobs and shit to stay afloat while I'm working on this and a few other projects. And you've been nice enough. We talked about in an- another episode. But you've been nice enough to, to give me a couple days' work with your job, which is basically I'm just the lowest guy on the ladder and literally digging holes. The yeah. world needs ditch diggers, too, yes. as they say. And I have now joined the rank of ditch diggers. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. I fucking uh, it's not something that I'm looking to do long term, and it's uh, whatever. But but I fucking I, I like it. I like the work because I'm getting exercise. At the end of the day, I feel good. Uh, I could look at something that I've done and yeah. uh, and see and see my work and That's stuff. It. You're and I know it's just song. I know it's just digging holes and shit. But it, it's funny how and we've talked about this a million times. But our generation specifically, and it might apply to other generations. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure it applies to this: the, the millennials and, and the generation that's now in high school, college, uh, which might still be millennials. I don't know how far those stretch. I, I, I never know the rules of. I thought like, millennials mean
1: people born after 2000. No, huh?
0: I don't know how that works. Like, yeah. are we are we Gen Xers? No, but, we're Gen Ys. But I think Gen Y are the millennials. Nah. So are we on the tail end of the millennials? No, we're uh, Gen Y. am going to say Gen Y is in between Gen X and millennials. No, but I think the Gen Y thing was uh, something that they came up with and it didn't stick. And then they went with okay. Now I got to look it up. Now I got. I going. think we're too old for the millennial. What do you? Okay, if you were to guess, and now I'm just ditching what, exactly what I was just about to talk about. But uh, you ditch digging. I'm just, <laughs> yes. What do you think the years of millennials are? Um, I'm gonna say 95 to present. Okay, millennials, also known as the Millennial Generation or Generation Y, oh, so that is a- abbreviated to Gen Y, are the demographic cohort between Generation X and Generation Z. There are no precise dates for when the generation starts and ends. Dem- uh, demographers. Or demographers, however you pronounce that, and researchers typically use the early '80s as starting bursts uh, and use the mid 1990s to early 2000s as final bursts of the ah, millennial generation. All right.
1: That's widespread. So
0: we might actually be, yeah, we are millennials. But okay, so then, but if it's the early '80s, because me and you were both born in 1980, yeah. right on the cusp. So if the if it's the early '80s, it might not be 1980. So that begs the question, are we Gen Xers? No, we're not Gen Xers. Uh, Well, I'm looking up Generation X, my friend. I think my older brother is a Gen Xer. It's a good generation and a good band. Uh, Generation X. There are no precise dates, blah, blah, blah. Uh, used starting birth years ranging from the early 1960s and the ending birth years ranging from the late 1970s to the early 1980s. Uh, okay, so we might be Gen Xers then. We are. We are literally on the fucking
1: transition
0: of Gen yeah. Xers or
1: millennials. Well, that makes sense because you know the, the I would say the first half of our lives we lived as Gen Xers, and now. With the whole technology thing, we live as millennials. I always sides my luddite self.
0: I I always saw saw the Gen Xers as yeah, like people like your brother that were maybe five to ten years older than us. Yeah, like the 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 seventies like born people. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. The, like w- like the bands that from the nineties that were getting popular that were in their twenties in the nineties you know those were gen xers yeah and in, you know in 1990 we were 10 years old yeah. so i didn't feel like a gen xer like
1: collective soul or gen x yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah those like are gen xers like the lemon heads are gen xers pavement are gen xers yes dinosaur junior Ooh, dinosaur G- well actually i don't know Jay Mask is a pretty fucking He's pretty old, old yeah. <laughs> he might be a, he might be a baby boomer in that yeah. motherfucker <laughs> um, tad were gen xers true Gin Blossoms. Gen Xers. <laughs> the Jesus Lizard were Gen Xers. True.
1: MC 900
0: Foot Jesus <laughs> is a Gen Xer. Uh, actually, I'm pretty sure that dude's like our age. So, yeah. yeah? I don't know. Yeah, I think he was pretty fucking young. No, nah,
1: that's song came out when we were like 13, 12. I'm going to say that Third Base were gen
0: xers yes they were yes they were <laughs> especially fucking mc search yeah chorus search uh okay now i've totally lost my train of thought okay let's let's circle back here let's rewind mm-hmm. what i was saying was our generation whether that generation it is uh gen xers or millennials but we were raised to believe that that Uh, jobs labor jobs blue collar jobs Mm. were underneath us right we were told that we grow up in school we we go to college, we get a degree, yeah. and then we're supposed to go get some fucking marketing or advertising or sales job, and that those are the better jobs, mm-hmm. and that the that the other job, you know, the the electricians, the plumbers, the the sprinkler installers, the, the uh, of the world were the lowly jobs that yeah. that weren't, you know, and and this was just ingrained in us from childhood, mm-hmm. and uh, and I, I I it's something that I I, I feel regretful about I wish honestly and I've said this to you before I did uh, when I was in college during the summer two summers I did electric work and I really liked that work and but it's something in my mind my stupid you know when you're 20 years old you don't know what the hell's going on yeah and and in my mind well in my mind at that time all i wanted to do was play in the band of course so there really wasn't any other option anyway but in the back of my mind i always thought well i'm gonna give the band it's healthy it's healthy run and then you know i'll just get a job fucking working as as, you know in some creative thing at a marketing agency or something like i don't know why that was always my thing that was in the back of my head me too I, i did a marketing internship i fucking hated it i have friends that are in marketing and, and, and they tell me about what they do and, and it sounds great for them but for me, I, I listen to it and I'm like, I wouldn't want to do any of that yeah, shit. it's
1: not like they're fucking uh, Don Draper's having creative meetings with a glass of scotch yeah, well, talking about like, eat oat boats it's good for you. There's yeah. like, they're figuring, they're computing math equations, filling in ad space.
0: Right, right, right. Well, whatever, yeah. you know, and I'm not going to diss on, on anyone's job. if There's people that truly enjoy that job and that's great. It's just not for me. But in the back of my head, that's what I always just picture when I was younger, and then in college age, because I just thought that that my degree, my BA in communications, just was going to give me that job, you know, yeah,
1: right? Not these days. And
0: and uh, and and one of my regrets, and again, I always say that I, I don't have regrets, and I, I shouldn't label it as a regret. I just I'm just dumb, too dumb to come up with a better word, a better synonym for that adjective for that. That's how dumb I am. I just said synonym. <laughs> um, uh, is that is that if I would have fucking stayed with elect- the electric work, which I actually really enjoyed? Again, it was the same feeling. You went there and you busted your ass, but you got a good workout. At the end of the day, you felt like you did something, and then you actually looked at something that you created. Yeah. If I would have stuck with that, and I would have already, I would have fucking done the apprenticeship and got and been a licensed electrician, and probably started my own business and, making good and probably money. been making good money and enjoying what I do, what I did for a yeah. living right now. You know, instead, in my mind, I was just like, well, I don't do that. I'm not a la- I'm not a hard labor worker, you know, and it's yeah. ridiculous.
1: Well, also, at the same time, who we didn't expect or could foresee what was going to happen to the job market and the economy in at the time of our college graduation. Right. You know, well, you know. Congratulations! You graduated college. Welcome to the worst job market in fucking American history. You know? and, and
0: that's actually that's continued from when we graduated up until now. There's yeah. nobody that's graduated from the early 2000s until now that's gone into a a, a good job market. You know, the the media and and uh, will lie and say that the that the unemployment's down and and that the job market's better and, and all of that. Um, because they have to to move the needle in the stock market and stuff like that. But for anybody that's out there in the trenches, really trying to like find jobs and shit, everybody knows that it's just as bad as it's ever been. And 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 a lot of times when they say uh, you know a lot uh, when when the job oh you know uh, fucking four hundred billion new jobs are available in the last three months or whatever, all those jobs are are service jobs, fast food jobs, low level retail jobs, yeah. and shit like that. So yeah, there's all these jobs, but they're for these horrible companies that are. Paying at yeah, minimum wage, because they opened up three new Chipultes in a, in a town.
1: That's right. like, oh, there's 60 new jobs in Hazlitt You just, you, know? you just said Chipotle. That's one of my oh, pet peeves. I'm sorry, Ch- Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle. <laughs> I don't know. I hate that
0: shit. Yeah, it's it's fucking. Uh, it's too expensive for I how hate bad it anything is. Anything Chipotle. Yeah. Oh, I actually actual Chipotle. I like. Really? Oh man, have you ever it, had Chipotle mayonnaise? Isn't it
1: like a black bean mm. nard. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. Anyway, let's not discuss that. What I'm saying is, uh, is that is that fucking. I wish that I and it's all my fault. I should have you know just because that was what's out there and what I was told. I didn't have to believe it. I just I should have fucking known inside what what makes me happy it besides creating things because that's obviously you know doing this the music the comedy and shit that's what i like to do yeah but i'm talking about for solely having a base of of steady income i should have fucking known that you know i don't know why i just in the back of my mind i just thought like oh i'll go into some i just always saw myself in in, like in the back in my subconscious now that i'm trying to bring it out and, and really look at it i always just saw myself in some sort of like loft atmosphere where everybody's sitting on computers with like headphones on and like making things whether that's a graphic designer job or like again like a creative for an ad agency or marketing agency or something i don't know why i always saw myself doing that and i know and i probably even knew then that i would be miserable at a job like that yeah yeah well i found out the hard way you know i did
1: uh sprinklers for a few years and i was like Man, what am I doing busting my hump like this with a college degree? Because that's what I would always say to myself. Like, Yeah, you feel entitled by it. Yeah, like I have a degree. I could get a degree job. And so many people would say to me like, oh, you got your degree? Well, then do something with it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, "Yo, why aren't I doing something with it? So I went out and got this fucking suit and tie sales job. I probably worked for a month and was miserable. Mm -hmm. I wasn't bad at it. I was making money, not incredible money, but I was good at it. But I was like, you know what? I miss being outside. I miss being physical. I miss being tan.
0: I miss being in shape. Right.
1: Because <laughs> all that happened when I got that job was I got white, fat, and fucking tired.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I, I, I can attest to that. I, you know, I I worked, uh, management, I was management level uh, at a retail job for a very long time, um, and, uh... And I, I, you know, it, it was probably uh, two parts fucking me being depressed because I hated the job, but also two parts. Being not really on your feet as much. And, you know, it was a half on my feet, half like an office job. But I would eat like shit, you know, and especially when in the last four, like five years when I was working in Manhattan, you think of you think of New York City as a culinary uh, hub. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, New York, they got the best food. And they do in certain spots. That's if you find dine. But Union Square is is a fucking a, a vapid wasteland of just yeah. fast food? There's well,
1: n- Union Square is like a little carnival area. But well, what
0: I'm saying is that in my area of Union Square where I worked, it was there was nothing. It, you had to go out of your way to find decent food. And again, and yeah, and if and if you did, you're paying twenty dollars for lunch, which mm-hmm. you know who the fuck can afford that right. while you're trying to live in that area. Yeah, you know, so I would end up eating fucking wendy's and taco bell mm-hmm. pizza uh you know shitty fucking chinese food and shit every single day of my life i was the fattest and the most depressed that i was when i was working that and now i i see people like i actually saw a friend of mine over the weekend and uh and sh- and i hadn't seen her in a while and she was like man you lost so much weight and everyone's been saying that to me lately like oh you have lost you're looking so good you've lost so much weight or whatever I'm not saying that to toot my own horn. This is just the feedback that I'm getting. I hear the fanfare, Dave. Okay. (laughs) And and yes, I have been working hard on that. I've been working out and working physical jobs and eating better and all that stuff. But that never would have happened if I didn't get out of that job. That job was the reason that I was overweight and depressed. Right, of course. Well, when you're depressed like that, you eat. Right. You know? There was actually foods. Uh, you know. I, and I think about it now. There, there was a dude that I worked with in the early to mid two thousands in the same kind of job, um, and and, uh, and he was a great guy. I loved the dude. Um, and he quit and went on to different things. And I hadn't seen him in a few years. And then I ended up seeing him, and he was always like a heavy set dude. Uh, so, so it wasn't like me where I, I'm, I'm naturally like a thin guy or not thin, but you know, like a regular size guy. And I just put on all the weight cause I was just eat, going, working hard at putting on weight by eating and drinking and just being an asshole. Yeah. He, his natural state was kind of just to be a little bit on the thicker side. Yeah. He's large. Yes. And I big boned as the liars say. And uh, and I fucking saw him a year or two later after he left that job, and he was slim, trim, in control. Yeah. And I was like, "God damn, Johnny, you fucking look, look great." And he, and he said the same thing to me. He's like, "Yeah, I got the fuck out of this shithole." Yeah. And it's it it just the way it works. Yeah, There's so true. many people out there that are just sitting in these office jobs, just rotting the fuck away. Yeah. Like in, in the fucking words
1: of Adam Sandler, you know, every accountant has a huge ass. You see my accountant, huge
0: ass. <laughs> Like what's the, what's that from? Uh, one of Adam Sandler's movies. You're way more versed in Adam Sandler movies than I am. I stopped right <laughs> around fucking Billy Madison. Or, really? No, uh, uh, Happy Gilmore. They've gotten
1: so much better. Little Nicky was the I'll last I say one. Little Nicky probably. But After
0: that. By yeah. the time I saw that, I remember seeing that bullshit one where uh, Drew Barrymore has amnesia or something. And I was like, uh, that well, one, I'm not watching so these anymore. That's probably like my least favorite
1: one. But no, nah, he, he does some goodies. But yeah, I'm sure your job dictates your diet a hundred
0: percent. And people say, and people might be listening to this and saying, well, uh, uh, well, first of all, I'm sure most people listening to this do have some sort of office job, so they probably can relate to this situation. Mm. But people will say, uh, well, why, you know, why can't you exercise before work or after work? And some people do, and I give them all the props in the world. But if your job is, me- if you hate your job so much that it's just mentally defeating, it, it takes all of your energy to get through that eight or nine or nowadays 10 or 11 fucking hours of the day that just, and, and, and the mental energy that you exert on these shitty jobs sucks your whole life force out. Yeah. And there's no, you know, who wants to do anything else? Like, yeah, like, like I've worked. And and again, I'm just, I'm just digging holes for fucking some cash on the side right now. But In the few times that I've worked with you doing that, yeah, I've been physically tired at the end of the day, but I still feel better than I've ever felt, for the most part, leaving my old job where I was making real money doing shit, because whenever I left that job, I was mentally fucking, you know, I was able to work with you from 8.30 this morning, we worked from like 8.30 to 3.30 in the burning ass sun, got dirty as shit, I, I probably sweated and then stopped sweating 12 or 13 fucking times. And then still came home, did half of a workout, uh, wrote a few pages of this thing that I'm writing, wow. and then and then fucking prepared for the podcast. And now we're doing the podcast, and and I don't feel exhausted from it at all. Nice, you know. Nice. Well, like I if wish they, I could if,
1: say the same, but I just I was a pile of shit today.
0: Well, okay, let's talk about that.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I, I did absolutely nothing. at worked. I think I fucking I attached one pipe. To, uh, to a hose bib And then I slept behind a shed For the rest of the day
0: Yeah, cool And I got paid for it Okay Let's, let's just hope that uh, Nobody listens to this That knows that <laughs> I, don't know I, I don't know if I'd go ahead And admit that On a fucking national right. podcast would But would never get fired But it, So the reason that you are that way Is not because you're a horrible worker Although you've been known to If we go back to the Bob's Market and Delhi days <laughs> You used to sleep a lot Yeah, well that I mean we were raging alcoholics That's that. actually Fine. Actually, that's actually what I'm still a raging alcoholic. Thank <laughs> you. I know you've moved on to bigger and more sophisticated things. <laughs> <I'm>
1: designer drugs. <laughs> I'm still I'm
0: still fucking waiting in the uh, in the slums of alcoholism. <laughs> no, I'm coming back, my friend. Oh, good. I'm coming back good. You, we'll be welcome. The door the door <laughs> is open for cool, you. Cool. Um, but the so the reason that you were that way is because for the past how long now? How long has it been um, since I've been trying to be good?
1: Yeah. Um probably I'm going on uh, by the end of this week I'll be going on like 2 weeks. Okay. So it's been 2 weeks. I I'm not saying I've been 2 weeks clean. I get it. I'm just saying that I have done a significant amount of changes. Right.
0: And 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 okay, and now the listener of the show is doing this. They're saying in their mind that's great. But we've heard this before. I know, and uh, I know. and and they rightfully so. Of course, that's... I mean, I, you were remember about a year ago at this time. I was well, going to get clean for Christmas. Yeah, like uh, we start this show started on Halloween of last year 2015. Right. So we're we're coming up pretty rapidly on a year here. Yeah, and you and by the like fourth or fifth show, so probably somewhere around November, you're talking about how your goal was to be clean for Christmas. Yeah. Now here we are, eight or nine months later, and people people know that you're still struggling with your demon. Right. Um. Uh, and, and I try to, I try on this podcast to say, at least be the moderator and try to, and try to at least hint at the fact of whether it's true or it's bullshit. Okay. Um, and, uh, and there's been a lot of times where, where it's been bullshit and I've called you out on it on the mm-hmm. show, but I'm going to give you a fair shake this time and say that from being with you a lot for the past two weeks, I've been around you more than we've been around each other yeah. in the past six years. Yeah. Um and uh, and I could tr- I don't know what goes on behind cl- cl- uh, closed doors when well, I'm not I tell there. you everything. Okay, I really do, honestly. and I believe that. Yeah, but uh, but I could say that you've actually been making a, a good effort, and so much so that like you were. I mean, is it fair to say like withdrawing last episode? Yes, <laughs> because <laughs> yes, hundred on the Friday episode. If to tear down the wall here a little bit. You were uh, you had a good episode, you were up and you were you, you, you were funny as hell and and, uh, and we were talking about stuff we we're just being having a silly episode talking about eighty stuff. This is my stuff.
1: methadone mic. <laughs> it fucking cures me. As soon as the mic goes off, the sneezing and the poo poo starts.
0: But I well I watch. that's the thing is I watched you during that episode, your eyes started to glaze over And, uh, and you started like get your eyes started getting bloodshot and you started kind of like coughing a little bit more sneezing. And then when we got off, when we turned off the mics and you even ended that show by saying, okay, let's get out of here because I could tell that there was some urgency in your voice that you needed to leave. And uh, as soon as I shut off the mics, or even beforehand, you left and you went to the bathroom. Yeah. And then when you came back from the bathroom, you were a completely different person. Yeah. You couldn't. You were sneezing. You were coughing. You couldn't stop. You were. You were going like, oh my god! Like you. you looked like you were about to die. Yeah. And with and uh, and and so it was stunning to me to see such a transition from you being okay uh, on the podcast and being up and lively, and and then all of a sudden. Within minutes all the withdrawal symptoms Like yeah. it seemed, like And is that well, the that, way it
1: works uh, Sort of It depends on It depends on uh, The severity Your patterns Of your habit You know But the reason why that happened to me Was uh, Number one I was going on 48 hours And okay. that is like That's the beginning of like You know Hell hour Like you know the, so, I did say that yeah, Didn't it, I <laughs> Yeah so that's the beginning of hell hour Number two Like I said When we do this show I mean, I can't say no matter how bad I feel. Cause I've never, we've never done this show with me in the depths, uh, killer depths of withdrawal, you know, or else I wouldn't even be able to make it because right. it's that crippling. Right. But, uh, I, um, fucking lost my train of thought, but I did, uh, you know, I did start withdrawing more at that point because of the time period. And because, uh, because I did go to the bathroom, I guess maybe I got every last bit of it out of me, mm-hmm. and you know maybe that led me to a point of you know ser- even more serious withdrawal. I don't know. I, I can't explain it, but
0: well, I- let's talk about it because I'm I- I'm sure there's some people to listen to this show that 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 know uh, the process, but I'm sure that there's a lot more people that don't, including mm-hmm. myself. So. When when you when you're addicted to an opiate, yeah. so in the, in this case we're talking specifically about heroin, yeah. right? Uh, you've already you've already expressed to me that that withdrawing from Xanax or or uh, oxycodones and stuff like that is kind of a different process. It's actually harder. Xanax is harder. Oxys are
1: harder. Be- benzodiazepine, besides actually being a, a severe alcoholic, is the hardest withdrawal that anyone would have to go through. I think if you're going to put top three. It's going to be alcohol, mm-hmm. benzos, and methadone are the three hardest things to withdraw from.
0: Okay, and then and okay,
1: then I would also put <clears throat> any type of opioid pill above heroin too. Okay, I don't know why that is. I've heard it's because you get the, a continue get a same dose over and over again that doesn't change. And with heroin, you could get something that's more cut, something that's not as potent. Mm-hmm. You're getting you know a mixture of shit that. You know, really isn't mostly heroin, right, <laughs> you know, so it's it's different because I could attest to the fact that
0: withdrawing off of pills is way harder than withdrawing off of heroin, okay. Love. Which is that's that's weird because if we were you know I think the general consensus is heroin's the worst. If we were on Family Feud and that was the question, yeah. I think the number one answer would be heroin. Of course, everyone just shoots to, to no pun intended just shoots to heroin being <laughs> being the fucking the worst of all drugs and it, and it is. I mean, it's yeah. it, you know it might not be as bad as meth or, or something or some hard or bath salts or some hard, but yeah. but as far as you know when pe- when you, even when you say the name the word. Withdrawal the image that comes to your head immediately is a heroin addict, of course. Um, of course. so it, it, it's inter, and I think the alcohol thing has been become uh, it, it come to light a little bit more, like with Amy Winehouse dying and shit like that. People are starting to understand how hard it is if you're an actual crit, not some dude who fucking drinks beers on a weekend, no, if, like you're, a if hardcore you're drinking a gallon
1: of vodka a day, yeah, right.
0: And I just know this because from being in rehab,
1: I know no, I know that no a uh, recovering addict gets more medications than a recovering alcoholic. Right. And a recovering alcoholic has the best chance of death.
0: Right. You know? Because your body becomes that dependent on it.
1: Yeah. And I know a recovering alcoholic is dosed with lithium, librium, Ativan, uh another benzo, and another They get like Six or seven drugs For recovering off alcohol
0: So they actually use uh, Benzos Which are In themselves A horrible drug To withdraw from mm-hmm. In order to get them Off of a, 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 Through an alcohol through Withdrawal Through an alcohol withdrawal yeah. So then do they Also have to withdraw From those pills Once they're done With the alcohol Or is no, it such no. a low level Thing It's a low level You get Ativan
1: Which is like Probably the lowest It's probably less than a Valium Oh okay It's not like they're eating Bars of Xanax Right and, uh, uh, which would if you if you if, say you do 3 days of heavy Xanax eating you probably won't sleep for a day or two you'll be completely uncomfortable and any other drug you do to subside that shitty feeling doesn't even work really yeah it's benzo withdrawal is like the worst thing i ever had experienced in my life
0: and yet these things are fucking le- so okay yeah. so here's the deal we've already established that that the two for the most part the two worst things to withdraw from are things that you could either go to a store or to a doctor and easily get with yep. money in, a, in the United States of America. Yeah, no doubt. And and yet, fucking the most harmless, uh, some would argue, helpful fucking drug in the world, which is just a natural plant, is still fucking illegal. Anyway, I don't want to get on that rant, but yeah, but um, it's true. Uh, okay, so let's so take us uh, us novices. Us who haven't gone down that, who haven't chased the dragon, as mm-hmm. it were, but mm-hmm. what happens? So, so you decided around 48 hours before you did Friday's podcast that you weren't doing dope anymore. You want to get clean, right? Okay, right. and you've expressed this to me. I we haven't talked about it on mic in a while, but uh, but I believe it was the the time that I saw you for the show before that. You even said to me like, "This is it. I got to get clean." Yeah, yeah. Um, and
1: I, I know I've said that before, and every. I could not every, but I could say most addicts don't want to be that way. They don't want. We really don't want it. It's yeah. just you're so trapped in it that right. it's a, you know it keeps you prisoner. Right. Um. I
0: but I've had my I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. I, I was gonna I was gonna kind of contest that a little bit because I, I, it's hard for me as as somebody that's been an addict before, not on any sort of your level. But uh, but there's been other things that I had to get rid of. I always go back to cigarettes as a big thing um, that I quit after 15 years of, of being a heavy cigarette smoker. And oh yeah, I forgot that. That's probably one of the hardest things to do. Yeah, right. Well, that's a whole different thing. You don't have to go fucking withdrawal from that. You just right. have to get some people it. probably do. Yeah. Um, but but what I'm but I guess what I'm saying is. Is that I've I've quit things in my life and stayed quit on them. Well, I mean, the jury's still out, but you know, for you know, cigarettes is coming up on a decade that I haven't had a cigarette, so exactly. I, I could pretty much say that I've, I've quit cigarettes and but my I knew one of the reasons that I quit cigarettes is because my will to do so was so strong that i I just told myself that i 'm not going to back down on this no matter what, and, and I did so many damn shots that you didn 't have the energy to smoke yeah right <laughs> but I feel but I feel and this might be me being ignorant to the situation because i 've never been addicted to an opiate or a benzodiazepine is that what they are benzodiazepine diazepine mm-hmm. or or even had the withdrawal off of, of some you know of alcohol mm-hmm. uh that I feel like if you do kind of give yourself that steel reserve where you say no matter what this isn't going to happen again and you really from the bottom from the depths of your soul really want that yeah that's when you get clean of course but that's I think true. I think addicts uh, they're always in their subconscious there's always a part of them that doesn't want to be clean yeah and that's what that's, allows that, the gates that's the, what we call reservations okay okay so yeah so you know all the terms so lay it on me yeah. so okay so anyway so. You decided. Well, recently- back to myself. Um,
1: yeah, you know, I've I've been wanting to be clean for a while, but then there's times where I say fuck it. You know, uh-huh. I, I I and the problem with me is it's the same same problem that we both have with comparing ourselves to say a celebrity that's the same age as us, where we say, oh man, we got to step it up. I'll look at an addict who's older than me that has made it far and is still functioning, and I'm like. Oh, well, if he could fucking do it, then I could just be an addict and do it. Right. You know, it's that comparison thing.
0: Right. So, so already you're admitting that there is part of you that, that there is, there is a small part of you that wouldn't mind just being an, an no, addict I, your I whole would, life. No, I was
1: speaking in terms of, I have thought that. Okay.
0: I have thought that. That's why if I have tried to get clean
1: before, I had no problems with saying, fuck it. Uh-huh. Um, But I would say, um, I, 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 well, I would say, uh, you know, the tr- traumatic events that have happened within the past few weeks were a sort of catalyst for me thinking this way. But I feel like I've been thinking this way for at least a month now where I know it's going to be over because I can't stand it anymore. I can't stand the lifestyle. It, it's exhausting me. I'm getting older. It can't, you know. I, yeah, you're I,
0: unhealthy. I, I, you 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 work. It's almost. Uh, I mean, I could I could only imagine that it's almost like a second job in order to fucking like get the shit and do the shit and all that stuff. You spend you spend all your time, extra time, money, and effort on getting it. You know, so you're you're like at it's a certain not that hard to get. Well, you know you, you know what I'm but saying. Yeah, it is a lot. You're spending of all your money on money, it. Yeah, money. Yeah, you know. So money. You, so you're pretty much wor- you're working to support this habit instead of working in order to get somewhere in life right right right
1: and that frustrates the fuck out of me right there that's enough you know and then i think back you know if i if i add up all the between the money i've spent on drugs the money i've spent on getting myself out of trouble the money i've spent on lawyers i could buy a pretty sweet house cash right now right and then i think to myself if i if i get clean and still treat my money as if I was an addict, I could save so
0: much fucking money. Well, that's, that's like a bigger version of what I, that's always a cliche that people who quit cigarettes do. I never did it. Um, but uh, but uh, they do the thing where uh, you, I'm going to quit cigarettes, and then the money I would have spent on c- on uh, cigarettes, I'm going to put in a fucking water jug or in a savings account, and then at the end of the year, I'll have all this money and take myself on it. You know, yeah. and I doubt most people even get that right, far. Right. But I remember I remember even knowing people that were doing that. Yeah. You know. But I mean, you couldn't compare the amount of money yeah, people right.
1: spend on cigarettes with the amount of money people spend. Sure. on Though. Yeah.
0: Unless you live in Manhattan, it's probably about the same. <laughs> yeah. Probably.
1: <laughs> what are smokes in Manhattan like? Fifteen bones. They're like fifteen sixteen dollars
0: a pack imagine being i was i remember them going up to six bucks and we were like fucking a when i quit smoking cigarettes uh in 2000 uh the very beginning of 2008 um i i was smoking i i'd probably i average it around eight packs a week because i would smoke or eight or nine packs a week because i would i would smoke a pack a day uh, but on the weekends when I was partying and drinking and maybe indulging in other things, sometimes I would smoke two packs, Yeah, you know? Uh, and if I, and if I went on vacation or something for a fucking week, I'd probably smoke like 15 packs that week cause I'd just be chain smoking and shit. Now how much were butts when you quit? uh i remember in jersey like six seven bucks. buying them for about five fifty six dollars oh really yeah, yeah, yeah. that in the yeah. fives yeah that's good but but imagine being an eight pack a week smoker in manhattan and you're yeah. paying sixteen dollars a fucking pack mm-hmm. i mean that's like fucking well not in manhattan but it's a hundred It's like rent bucks. you're yeah. like you're you know you add it up for a month that's fucking insane for a month that'll probably be like around five hundred dollars Probably even more than that. Yeah, well,
1: I figured well, it was like sixteen bucks, eight eight packs a day. I figured that to be like one hundred and thirty bucks. So two two weeks would be two sixty. So yeah, like five twenty.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, around there. Right. Yeah. Okay. It was still, I mean, that's yeah, fucking that's ridiculous. All right, anyway, it's a car payment. Let's digress back to yeah, your thing here. Yeah
1: so uh I, I forgot where I left off, but well, let 's just say like i'm in a new mindset here where I know it's time to get this over with
0: well, you came and, in you came in again to give another perspective, so people just don't you know so I could kind of back you up on this as you came in, I forget what show it was. it was probably about two weeks ago now. And you were really depressed. I could tell that you're sober because, for one thing, I'll give my cre- myself credit for one thing: is that I know immediately upon looking at you, whether you denied or not, uh, right. I know immediately if you're if you're higher, if you're sober. I know.
1: Well, I'm one of those people where everything is written on my face, mm-hmm. like what I'm thinking,
0: what I feel like. Everything. Right. I, I'm like a fucking billboard, right? You know? And you were certainly sober at that time. And you came in, and, and you were you were really down the dumps. And you said you said to me. I really want to get into a rehab program or a detox program, Mm -hmm. um, and I want to do that as soon as possible. And I took that as a good sign because you've, you've talked the talk about getting clean for a long time. The people on this podcast have heard it and everything, but that was the first time that you really came to me and said... This is, I need to get myself into one of these things because this needs to be over with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, All the other times it would want to. All the other times it was, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to stop. And you would try to stop, but then, you know, you would still fucking be doing a little bit to stay, you know, and shit like that. Yeah. So, okay. So, anyway, so then, so now you made a decision to start uh, kind of weaning off on your own until we could get you into one of these programs. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, there's
1: no point. And you know, because a lot of drug addicts have the mindset to say, you know, this is going to be my last hurrah, and I'm going to rock it until I get sober. And yeah, I, that'll I, that never ever I, works. I think the exact opposite. I think it'll be a lot easier for me to get sober if I'm coming off of a little habit as opposed to my fucking boombastic habit right you know
0: yeah right I mean, yeah i mean that's the same mindset of i'm gonna start my, my diet starts tomorrow so i'm gonna eat this whole fucking cake yeah. tonight yeah yeah. And that's not the way it works right, right you know you have to fucking know that you're gonna do this and get into the mindset of doing yeah. it and then to just do you do the work you gotta adapt <laughs> you gotta fucking adapt <laughs> uh you know, uh, Maria Bamford has this this awesome thing, and I'm sure that she got it from um, one of these self help books or whatever. But I was reading an article with her, and she and her thing is she just tells herself all day, "Just do the work." Like whenever she gets distracted, when if she's trying to write her comedy bit or write her show or do whatever she needs to do, she just sits there and she says, "Maria, do the work, do the work, do the work." And that makes so much sense because if you just break it down into that tiny little thing if you're looking at the 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 grand uh, scheme of things if you're if you're constantly looking into the future and like for you you're looking up a fucking mountain and and, it, and so it, it, you're thinking If you're like I've been my whole life And I'm trying to fight And I'm sure most people are Is if you want to accomplish something Say like you want to write a novel Or you want to fucking write an album Or or whatever it may be that you want to do You, you automatically think to the future Of when that's done And what it's going to be like when it's done yeah, yeah. And that that just that thought alone Is so big and so encompassing it Creates that pressure It paralyzes you to get yeah. started on it mm-hmm. uh, So whereas if you are to break it down into tiny bite-sized increments and only focus on those increments mm-hmm. sooner or later you will have climbed that mountain without even knowing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that that makes perfect sense. That's it, I guess I'm thinking that without thinking it. Right. And that and I think and that's why I bring it up is cuz I believe that's the what you're doing now is you're you're taking it day by day. You're saying, "Okay, I'm not going to do anything today. Let me get through today. And then tomorrow starts. And then, okay, now it's my job today not to do anything today. Let me get through today. That's exactly what I'm doing. And then you add up those days. And then hopefully in however long from now, we'll have a clean RTG. And fucking life will be good. Yeah. So I I, I commend you for what you're doing. But so let's, again, let's. So so you you, you want to hear about the withdrawal process yeah so you you decide uh, to to not take it and then like 48 hours is like you said when it hits
1: um well, like I said it, it all depends on how hard I'm going because you know if I have a serious you know run going, I could start withdrawing within the same day okay, and it's not like super serious withdrawal that you witnessed, but I'll start. Uh it starts for me it starts with yawning and eyes tearing. That's mm-hmm. always step one. I'll I'll yawn like a motherfucker and my eyes will tear like crazy. Really? Yeah, that's what that's the first thing to happen to me. And then uh after that, after because then that the the tearing shit starts going away. That, that's that's what, you know
0: what? Can I interject for one second? Mm-hmm. That's very weird because yawning and, and eye waterness. Uh, now, you, you, normally you would just equate that to sleepiness because that's what happens when you're tired. Your eyes get watery and you start yawning. But those are, both of those things are huge uh, symptoms of, of my anxiety. Whenever I have heavy anxiety, especially if it's before I'm about to do something like perform in front of a crowd or something like that, I yawn like crazy and my eyes water like crazy. Well, also at the same time of that happening... You have crazy anxiety in your body. Well, that's what I'm saying. So do you think it's, that's, that's a, a symptom of the anxiety or is that more of a, a? I
1: think that's weird cause everybody gets that. Okay. You know, so I don't know if everybody gets anxiety, but I fucking do. And it, sh- it shoots down my left arm. Like I, there's sometimes when I'm withdrawing where I, if I had a fucking axe available, I'd chop off my left arm. Really? Yeah. It go, I, you know, your blood itches, you know, and a lot of people complain about the chills. I'm more of an overheater. Uh-huh. I welcome the chills you know like I rather have the chills and be wrapped in a blanket than the I get like I guess you know women on menopause call heat flashes
0: hot flashes yeah, yeah
1: that's what I get instead of the chills like I I get the chills because you know you get the goosebumps and shit mm-hmm. and then you will like put on a hoodie and then you'll start sweating and then you take it off and then your sweat turns to ice and then it's just like and there's no there's no comfort your comfort is gone
0: so this is all within the first day of of this hitting these all these symptoms hit at once or the or is it delayed uh no like i said the first
1: thing to happen. well for me you know i'm sure everybody's different but for me the first thing that happens is the yawning the eyes tearing and then you know then comes like i mean the anxiety's there that's that's always there right you know as soon as the drugs were off i'm anxious whether i'm withdrawing or not you Mm -hmm. know yeah that was that's what led to my drug use in the first place probably but um and then you know the the uh like the the goosebumps and shit come in and then like i'll get these rapid sneezing fits mm-hmm. which and, i witnessed yeah and that's, and, the, and they're
0: violent thing. too it's not it's not like you're just like oh excuse me you're just it's you're literally like your body's forcing you to get rid of shit Yeah. at a like very violent rapid round. pace yeah uh-huh.
1: it's almost like and a lot of them backfire because they're happening so many are happening that they're backfiring and i feel like my lungs are going inside out cuz i'm like you know
0: they're not even full i choose uh-huh you know and then uh you know and, and and could that be and you know of course i'm no doctor or anything but could that be a, a false like a false uh thing like uh, a reaction that your body's having so there probably literally isn't some sort of contagion or germ that your body needs to to exhume but it's because your body believes that it's it's sick like you have some sort of virus because you have all those symptoms that it's actually going into its natural state of this is what we do when we have these germs inside of us. And you're trying to get these germs out that don't really exist. It's more of a because your your brain's all fucked up.
1: Well, I mean, it could be a body reaction to get the drugs out. It okay. could be that. I don't know. Uh, the, the most that I know about the physiological effects of heroin is that number one? It depletes your serotonin. We, uh-huh. we all know that, right? And uh, number
0: serotonin's gone.
1: <laughs> and number two, um, she gave I do not I, uh, I don't. I don't know the scientific
0: term for it. tripped so it away. S- I'm sorry. My OCD <laughs> made me have to finish that. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. Was that the last one? Yes.
1: All right. I'm. I'm not. I. I forget the scientific term, so I'm gonna say synapses. Mm-hmm. So let's say. I the, like that term. All right. So let's say the synapses in your brain. Th- those that's are what, what fire. That's what gives you the cravings. Uh, for the heroin. That's yeah, where you get the cravings from. So, um, until you satisfy those cravings, you're gonna feel like shit. And the heroin can satisfy those cravings, but then you have suboxone and methadone, which those the drugs in those things may trick your brain into thinking that those uh synapses or whatever right. are being is sa- satisfied. satisfied. Yeah. yeah,
0: but but uh but uh, suboxone and and methadone are both still drugs on their own right yes yeah yes. it's not they're they're not some harmless things that you could take to, to trick your no. brain out of being a heroin addict both. you also get addicted to those and right. would have to withdraw from those as to well withdraw from yeah right.
1: and i sometimes i would hate withdrawing off, off suboxone worse than heroin okay it's just the good thing about suboxone is that you're not doing heroin right because you know you're not fucked I'm, up i'm, I'm uh no, you can get a lot of people get fucked up off suboxone. Yeah. I get rocked off suboxone if I take a whole entire one, but once I start weaning myself, I'm just good. But um you do get fucked up off suboxone and you do withdraw like the withdrawals could be worse off suboxone than off heroin, but I think the best thing about suboxone is you're not doing the heroin because I think one and also a characteristic of myself is I'm into doing the drugs. I'm like a ritual drug yeah, user. Yeah, and you've said so, that before. Right? Yeah, yeah, so the whole setting it up and doing it and this and that. You feel like something's missing. That's part of, yeah, that's part of my thing. You yeah. know what I mean? So by not doing that, you're kind of xing that out of your life. You right, know? right. And you have like a substitute. That's why I guess it's called suboxone because it's a substitute.
0: <laughs> Probably not, but okay.
1: No, it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because the the, the drug in it is called uh uh, it's the drugs need are buf buf buferin or some shit and noxus noxicillin. Okay, so suboxin. All right, all right, I got it, I got it. But uh, yeah. So you know you st- and there, uh, suboxin is still considered an opiate as mm-hmm. is methadone, but it's n- you know I guess it's not anywhere it's supposed to be as severe as heroin. But even though you do withdraw like a bitch off of it.
0: Okay, so let's but, let's go back to the actual. So what w- at what point. Um, do you in the process let's just say you were to just stop doing heroin all completely Mm -hmm. and just say to yourself I'm going to strap myself to a fucking bed I'm going to white knuckle this bitch I'm going to go through everything and I'm going to come out on the other side at what point do d do, do, do the symptoms start to alleviate? Is do, do they start piling and getting worse? Is there a peak to it? And um, then is is it like a, a bell curve where it's like worse, 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 worse and then you have to write it down? Yes. Do one day you just wake up and you're healthy?
1: I no, mean, okay. No,
0: no, no. It's definitely a bell. It's uh I would say the worst of it is uh
1: days two, three, and four mm-hmm. is the worst of it. And then you start to feel a little bit better after you have Don't mean to get too graphic here, but you literally start peeing out of your ass for a few days, Okay, which that's like the worst part of it. Because you have to stay close to the bathroom at all times. Right. Because what what heroin does is everyone knows that opiates constipates you. Right. So what it does is it it dehydrates your organs. So when you do sounds healthy, yeah, when you do take a poop, they're either rabbit turds. Or you're—it's like you're giving birth to like a baby's head. Yeah, because right? they're just dry. So there's no—it's like g- a jagged rock that there, you're trying to shit no, out of. There's no give to it. Yeah, and they—you know—you you never can flush them. You got
0: to plunge them shits down. Right. You know, they don't know, because they're too heavy to flush. And, it's uh, just condensed fecal matter to a point where it's—it's it's almost like if it stayed in there any longer, it would turn into a fucking diamond. Yeah. And you're. Well, fuck-
1: I know people whose intestines have burst.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. True. And, uh,
0: yeah, this drug seems really worth it. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's great.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I think they, that alone, that you know what? That's what they should tell children in the school. They shouldn't show them pictures of people shooting up. They shouldn't show them pictures of people nodding out or anything like that. They should just say, if you do this j- drug, your intestines will burst. Uh, that alone would be enough for me as a kid to, fucking, to be like, okay, let's uh, just cross that one off the list. Yeah. I'll stay with ecstasy. Mm-hmm. But uh, after you get through that, then it's
1: it's all downhill from there, and uh, it and then it becomes a mental fight. Mm-hmm. You know, you really just gotta because the the shittiness will then come in waves. Right, you know, you'll be like, wow, I'm fine. And for me, it's I'm, when I'm talking to somebody, when I'm occupied, if I'm taking a walk, if I'm. Sometimes if I'm working, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and this is in the later days, not within the heavy withdrawal. This is when you get through the physical symptoms. Yeah, that kind of stuff. You don't think about it. It's like if you sit down and you don't have anything to do, all of a sudden a wave will come over you. You'll feel a wave of withdrawal and you'll be like, holy shit, I need to do something. You know, but that's when people say you should call your sponsor. You should find something to do because that feeling will come. And you don't become, I would say, you don't become your normal self for probably two, three months. I would
0: probably say that it's longer than that because I would it's I w- the, it's it, it's the rest of your life right. That's what yeah. I was going to say is that I would imagine two things. One that that almost the mental part of it is probably it, it probably doesn't seem worse because you're not dealing with physical like you're not feeling like you're dying and, and every part of your body it's is harder is an alarm mode. Mm-hmm. But the, I b- would believe that the mental uh, part of it is it would be a, a harder a, a harder hurdle to get over it definitely is. and then also what like you just said i believe that 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 part of it is going is something that will have to last you for the rest of your life because yeah. because and it's a cliched thing but it's as an addict you don't be, you don't you're never not an addict you're, you've become an yeah. addict and now you are an addict for the rest of your life. That every single day, again, going back to taking things day by day, every single day gets up and makes the decision to not be an addict. Yeah. And for the rest of your life, you're going to have to do that. Yeah. And and uh, and and that's why, my friend, we need to get you. I'm telling you, you. you I I know how inside your own head that you get. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's half of the battle. It is. If I could get you, if I could get you d- into the things that I've been into for the past year and a half, almost two years, that have really completely changed my mind space and all of this again. And I bring it up all the time, and I'm sure there's eye rolling going on right now. But meditation, um, it, well, the physical exercise you have because of the job and everything, but uh, breathing exercises, meditation. There is a ton of books that I want you to read. Uh, and, and and if I could get you even going on that whatsoever, I guarantee you that, that 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 might be the one thing that might be the key that unlocks your 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 complete sobriety from here on out. Could be because I know how far into your own head that you get, and you're, you 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 uh, as soon as you have a reaction to something, it's such a real life thing. So you you haven't been able to control your emotions yet. Once you could do that, it's an enlightenment. Oh, that's another thing, man. When uh. You know, when you're
1: withdrawn, you're an emotional mess. Oh, I believe it. Like I've told you this before, that I cried in the
0: speech at the end of King Ralph. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, right. I, John Goodman cried, right. cried my eyes out.
0: But imagine being able to, and I'm not going to say it's going to be easy because it never is. But imagine having the power to hear those thoughts and emotions that you're having. But then, then being able to see them for what they are as mm-hmm. not real, as not, as not something that's an immediate thing that needs to be recognized as just a thought that's passing through, mm-hmm. that you could kind of decide if this, if this is real or not. Having that power, uh, it, it, number one, for anybody in any part of life, is a very enlightening, powerful thing to yeah. have.
1: Well, you know what that is? That's you know being on drugs without being on drugs.
0: Right, it, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, 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 That's what the drugs do for me. Right. Well, it, well, we're gonna get you that. We're gonna work hard to get you to that point. Uh, well, are you allowed to have uh books in rehab and shit? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna load you up with. I, I have so many books that I've been dying to give you, but I know that you're not gonna read at this point. Mm. So as soon as as soon as we get you into wherever you're going, I'm gonna load you up with these fucking books. I'm gonna tell you the practices to do, and I guarantee you, if you if you actually stick to it. Uh, you're going to come out the other side as a different person, and it's going to help you in your sobriety. And, I, and let me tell you that I'm I'm excited about this, and I really hope that you are. You're not bullshitting me, and you're not bullshitting our listening definitely audience. Not, I, I I've known you my whole life, and I, and I think that I have a pretty good bullshit meter with you. Yeah, you do. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, because most of the time, like 98 percent of the time, it's in the fucking red. But this what, time, <laughs> my bullshitting? <Yeah.
1: laughs> Maybe when it comes to this topic, right? But I'm not a big bullshitter.
0: Yeah. Okay. But what I'm saying is okay. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, no, I, but yeah, I'm talking more about this topic. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that I do, I do sense some sincerity here. I think you are at the end of your rope. Yeah. Uh, and just like everybody in your life is at the end of uh, end of your rope, you know, like and and there's that's another thing that makes me feel like you're serious about this because there there are some. Uh, external factors that are going on in your life now with other people that m- may be close to you that are dealing with similar problems and stuff like that, uh, that are kind of uh, that are kind of t- have taken past to start getting better and shit like that. And, uh, I, you know, I'm kind of I, I don't want to really talk about that. But what I'm saying is that there's other things going on, too. Yeah. It seems like this is the time. Yes. It seems like all the external factors have finally come together mm-hmm. and, uh, and and your willingness to do it is, uh, yeah. is. I, I want it more
1: than anything. Okay. I, I you know, I could say that. I really, really do. Like, I have no, you know, I have no, uh, passion for getting high anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I'd still be able to smoke a little weed. See, that scares me when you say that. Why? Because
0: because what I what bothers me, there's
1: no way that weed would lead me to heroin. And I'll tell you why number one reason. Well, besides I don't want to do heroin anymore, but number one, when I'm high on weed, I can't on weed. I can't get high. I can't no matter how much dope I do, I don't feel it. Right. Well, here's even crack. Here's a- <laughs> I'll take the biggest hit of crack, and I won't. All feels the weak.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I I I've never done crack, but I'd like to believe that even if I was high on a a an innocent plant, that if I was to take a big rip of this fucking chemical i think that would o- supersede the no, weed.
1: no no weed is the strongest drug besides acid weed is the sh- weed's almost acid to me at this point
0: oh, oh that does happen to me sometimes when i when I when i'll smoke really really good weed my brother is the world's biggest pothead mm-hmm. and he gets like this fucking you know he gets like the cannabis cup winner fucking weed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and when you know people on the show uh he had
1: two strains one is welcome to autism And the other one is How long has that van been there
0: <laughs> <laughs> What People listening to this show Might might be under the uh, the impression That I'm like a weed head Because I talk about weed all the time And I do smoke weed I, I am an active weed smoker But when I tell you that I'm the wimpiest weed smoker in the world I mean I take two hits off of a one hitter
1: yeah, Well that's all you need And then I man. sit there and I
0: chill I'm not yeah. like sitting there fucking snoop dogging it With fucking all the chambers and here, chair Like
1: pack a godfather blunt
0: But sometimes when I'll smoke with my brother uh, i'll tend to try to keep up with him and then that's the part where it starts getting hallucinogenic yeah
1: well that happened to me on christmas here
0: yeah your brother rolled a cannon joint
1: we smoked it and i became useless right i couldn't even drink beer right like, and then we ate food right after and i like i had nothing to say i was i had my face down in my fucking pot roast and i was just fucking stoned like yeah. like eighth grade stone right
0: you know, but remember, you know, now that you brought that up about, I mean, remember when we were younger and we used to do hallucinogenics and you would do like uh, mushrooms or acid and then smoke weed and it would literally kick it up like a thousand percent. Yeah, no doubt. It's it's crazy the way that works. I don't know how it's we It's crazy how
1: that. weed is the strongest
0: drug there is besides
1: <laughs> bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> and meth it really is man but it's but it's not because it's fucking harmless oh, i know it's harmless but i'm just saying it's
0: amazing how much it fucks you up not only is it harmless it's good for you there yeah. there we were talking about this earlier today but there's more and more reports coming out from scientific fucking studies mm-hmm. that cannabis oil uh, it, it, it fucking reverses cancer cells. Yeah, okay, let me say but that. I feel
1: like that's something we've known for a while now, though. I, uh, but there is, I guess, it's never been proven. There's
0: scientific proof, yeah. out there. Yeah, I mean, listen to the words I'm saying: cannabis oil mm-hmm. reverses cancer cells. That means that there is a plant that grows naturally in in the world that can be consumed through uh through oil or through edibles or through smoking that actually aids the the destruction. Of cancer cells, yeah, and this fucking plant has been illegal mm-hmm. in this country since whatever the fuck they made it illegal back in colonial times, and 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 you have to fucking you can't you don't have to be a crazy conspiracy theory le- p- person like I am to think that the only reason that shit was ever made illegal was because of the fact that it that it helps cure cancer and be, and be, and that it's beneficial it's good for clothing and fucking paper and all yeah. that shit because think of how many industries specifically big pharma industries that would probably go out of business or at the very least be able to have to give up their second or third vacation home with their fucking solid gold swimming pools yeah. to because of this natural fucking air shrimps weed that grows on the earth that will actually help these yeah. things it's infuriating do you watch that show weed a on vice i try to i don't you know i don't have television per se mm-hmm. um so so everything i watch is just on the internet or on hulu or netflix or whatever right so i'll try to go on the vice.com and watch it when i can but well,
1: you know there's some episodes that show you know not just you know people smoking weed but people that are sick with other ailments not just cancer that they need the weed, mm-hmm. and it helps them. Like the, there's a this family that gives their like eight year old son weed. I forget what he had. I want to say epilepsy or maybe severe autism or something that made him like fucking wacko. Yeah, and weed is the only thing to ever help him. Right. Yeah. So they got to give him the. And weed. And there's
0: more and more of that, you know. Uh, it, it, it it it's the more you read about it, and and of course every pothead in the world is out there spouting the same uh, stuff and and again i could i could imagine the eye rolls of people listening but the more the more you you uh you read about it the, the fact that, that marijuana was made a schedule 1 drug meaning that it was on it's on it's the same illegality as a heroin, heroin yeah. or an acid or, or or stuff like that i mean acid's a whole another thing too but 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 at least the acid is dangerous you can over you can oh, it's hard to but you can overdose on yeah. acid you could fry your shit out on acid yeah you could think you're a glass of milk but yeah that old wives <laughs> tale but uh, but it, the fact that that, that that weed was put on that same thing when alcohol which is a fucking ten times worse of a drug. Yeah. Ten times more harmful of a drug. And as we established earlier, the worst drug to, to, to withdraw from, yeah. the most deadly of all drugs on many ways, in many ways, mm-hmm. because not only is it the most dangerous to withdraw from, it's also, you know. You could black out the, and drive off a cliff. The reason people slam into cars and yeah. beat their fucking wives and all this shit is fucking legal. I mean, we, and and I know we're pushing towards that as a nation, but the more and more people that could actually kind of get their mind around that fucking thought, the better we're going to be because weed needs to be legalized. It needs to be available for people that have cancer and glaucoma and and even generalized anxiety or any of that shit. It helps her every single one of those things. And if we could, if they prove that, uh... Here I go. I'm ranting at the end of an episode again, but I'm sorry. But but if they prove if scientists science can prove that a cannabis oil could reduce cancer cells, then it, it then it, it needs to be something that is looked into and expanded upon in in the fight for cancer. Right.
1: Well, I, that's why these people that do believe in this and have you know, studied the research move to Washington or Colorado, right. Because they can do that there. Right. They could get that treatment, and they do. And they are doing better,
0: right? Right. And it, what I'm saying is, they're just that not allowed to go anywhere with it. It need, yeah, but it needs to be opened up immediately because there's there's a lot of people out there suffering that this could help. I'm not talking about people getting high but that's also okay but I'm talking about just the fact that this thing could help sick people and because of people because of the greed of the people that run this country it's not available Mm -hmm. is fucking sickening to me Yeah, you know we fucking you our cancer treatment right now in 2016 in this this fucking digital revolution of the world is changing every single day the world fucking changes there's smarter people out there doing bigger things than has ever happened in the whole history of the fucking world in 2000 2016, our main treatment for the most deadliest disease that people get on a regular basis is fucking napalm. The <laughs> same shit that they dropped from planes over fucking Vietnam yeah. is the same shit that we're pumping into people's veins in order to make them sick, uh, uh, to, to physically make them sick, make them lose their hair and fucking uh, kill, and all their cells. kill all their cells just to take out the cancer cells yeah. when it's possible. And if that, sorry, but if that, and if that disease is even more
1: advanced, they move from the napon to the straight nuclear bomb and give them radiation.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so and they- that and it, it, that sounds like the most archaic thing. Like imagine in 50 years from now. OK. Imagine by 2020 the, uh, marijuana has become legal throughout the United States of America. All the scientists start realizing that cannabis oil could at least help, the, uh, or stagnate, or or reverse cancer cells. Um, and then the treatment becomes these pills that we take that that they, they either cure somebody of cancer or at very least keep them on Earth a lot longer than they would have. Yeah. And imagine fifty years from now, say the fucking year or whatever it may be, So let's say twenty seventy. Uh, fucking people are around and they're saying to each other, do you know what the fuck they used to do to people in the beginning of the century yeah. to cure cancer? They yeah. used to give them poison. Right. That's going to be the equivalent to bloodletting. I was going to exactly say yeah. that. That's the equivalent of us when they used to use fucking leeches. Yeah. Or, yeah. or the old... You'll feel better after a good bleeding, John right. Adams. Or here, or <laughs> bite this fucking leather
1: strap. We're going we're gonna to do surgery yeah. on you. It's, it's literally... We're going to th- pour whiskey on your leg and chop it off. But
0: the fact that we're still doing that right now is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I,
1: I believe it too, man, because... I'll tell you what. I watched firsthand my grandfather when he died, and we had an autopsy done because he, he had a lot of problems, that pains and things that he didn't never got checked out. And he lived with cancer till he was 85 years old. Yeah, you know, because he, he never got treated. And I, I would tell my grandpa to smoke weed all the time because he was in a lot of stomach pains and stuff. And he'd be like, "Nah, I don't want to do that. I did it once with a nigga in an elevator. It didn't do anything." <laughs> So he never want to touch the herb, but uh, my mom had cancer and she started doing advanced radiation and she died within eight months. Yeah. So and there's there, a and, and 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 I'm sure that that sped up the process like a motherfucker because right. I watched her deteriorate faster than a fucking dandelion. Right. Yeah.
0: You know? And the frustrating thing about that, I I understand that uh you know that it's not like uh fucking um the the radiation and the uh what's it why am i losing the word what's it called chemotherapy Chemotherapy. jesus the chemotherapy it's not like that's malicious that was literally something that they they were like okay this can help and we we can use it and i get that but but the fact that there's people out there screaming renowned world-renowned scientists uh physicians the, you know the people that study this shit are out there like saying this can help but but the reason that things keep getting shut down in congress and everything has nothing to do with anything yeah. except the fact that people want to keep lining their pockets with the the dangerous drugs that they that Pfizer and all those places you know th- yeah. that alone the way that the world is right now with all the shit that's going on the fucking we have these people that are that are that are pining for power of the United States that are that are both liars and fucking maniacs and and who knows which one's worse than the other one. And, and everyone feels betrayed and, and, uh, and, and can't trust or it, it distrust everything. And all of that going on, it, it, you could feel everything building up. And then even if you just focus on that one little thing, that one little thing of they would, people, our government and, and the people that run this country would rather keep us sick so they could sell us mm-hmm. a, not a cure – but but you know they want to keep everybody sick so they could sell you the treatment yeah. instead of coming up with a cure and actually having people yeah. live.
1: Well, look at that little prick that just bought the one edition of the new Wu Tang album for a million dollars. Right. Yeah. He bought that fucking AIDS, HIV medicine. drug and then pumped and, it up and right. yeah, pumped it from ten dollars to ten thousand dollars a pill.
0: Right. What a little shit bag Right, that's that's what the, all these companies do That's the business model The business model is find an ailment That's why, you know, in, in, in the hack bit is the restless leg syndrome But there's a million of them That's why if you watch oh, da- There's another thing you get from withdrawals What? Serious RLS Really? Yes yeah, I serious. get those all the time that, anyway That's
1: what people call kicking Yeah Because, I mean, I've, I've kicked once and it was very violent And it was off of pills, not heroin And it was very extreme because I was doing a lot of pills, and I just hope I never have to experience that again. Really? You literally have to. You're laying in bed, but you're you know it's like you're giving someone sweet chin music the
0: whole time. (laughs) Really? You're you're kicking that hard. You're kicking. You're kicking Marty Genetti through the plate glass window. Exactly. Holy shit. Exactly. Um, Giving people hakus. Yeah. But what I was saying is, if you watch any sort of daytime television, you know, all you see on there are, are advertisements for these pills, for these made up fucking ailments, or these things that most people should just fucking live with. And, and the symptoms are always fucking death, and, or the side effects yeah. are always and death terrible and this bleeding. and blah, blah, blah. Because brain the brain shrinkage. The business model is find something that's untreatable or, or uncurable mm-hmm. and then don't find a cure for it. Just find a sustainable treatment that people are willing to spend their fucking salaries on, yeah. in order to stay. They think it's the only answer, right? right. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous, and that's that's a business model making money off of sick people, yeah. It's and
1: it's, the oldest one in the book, the common cold. Yeah, right? come on, you can't cure the sniffles, right? You know, and there's a million and one fucking things to suppress it, but nothing actually gets rid of it. Come right. on, man. Right. Come on, it's it's a bug that's in your body, you know.
0: Oh, we're going down the conspiracy rabbit hole which yeah. uh, which i always get shit for people yeah. uh, i get called a the conspiracy theorist all the time uh, oh
1: i had some conspiracies lined up for today that i think we'll push to friday
0: yeah friday will be the yeah. we'll talk more entertainment yeah. t- because we had some music talk we wanted to do we had some tv and film talk we wanted yeah, to do yeah, well, but this is this is an important talk to- topic yeah, so was. we'll uh, friday will be we're back to the tuesday being serious friday being silly kind yeah, of thing maybe yeah i like that rap um okay so let me let me close by saying that that uh, I, I really do hope that eight months from now we're not having this conversation again. Nah, I really I, do hope, and even if even if I think eight months from now I'll be a completely different person. And I know that we're revving up for you to get into some sort of rehab. Uh, I the way that your work is, it's very seasonal, so I understand that you're trying to 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 finish. Yeah, the season. I just
1: can't lose my job, man. Yeah, I get you it.
0: You know, if if I if I could wait three more months to go.
1: It's it's not like I'm about to die, you know. I'm not going to overdose or anything. Right. So, what do you think can, it's going to be that long? 3 months around Thanksgiving, I'm probably going to rehab. Really? I'll be I'll be in rehab from like Thanksgiving to Christmas.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, uh, okay. Well, you know, and we could iron that out in a little bit, but at least we're, we're we could kind of pencil that into the calendar. Yeah, that's where it's around it's going to be. Yeah, and and that's and that's good. And and you know, as far as the show goes, uh, you know, I'll get guest hosts. Yeah. Hopefully, you could maybe make one or two calls from rehab and give yeah, us some checkups yeah. or whatever. But, mm-hmm. but you being you being out for uh, two to two to four weeks, I could have uh, I could have Georgie Camilla
1: call call in
0: and give you like updates on how I'm doing. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know if that if that's against the rules or not. But, but uh, I'm I don't think any any of the New Hope big wigs listen to the A High <laughs> Five. You never know. I don't know. It's a pretty popular show in Central Jersey. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, but anyway, look, what I'm saying is and we're going to we'll keep touching on this we'll keep giving progress updates and we'll we'll get to the point but but sooner or later hopefully you're going to go to rehab for the last fucking time we're going to we're we're not only going to get you off of this fucking stupid drug that's been dragging you down and 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 basically it's not even fucking interesting or anything anymore it's just a fucking boring thing you just don't you don't be the cliche stupid heroin addict anymore right you, you there's so many more interesting things about you than the fact that you're addicted to the stupid drug let's just get the fuck over it right i'm going to start teaching you fucking meditation techniques i'm going to give you books to read we're going to get your mind fucking right and then hopefully like we said last year by christmas of this year mm-hmm. we're going to have a brand new rtg that we don't have to worry about this yeah. with anymore and uh, that's I, all I'm I'm saying. feeling good about it.
1: Okay. And I can record
0: more of these gems. Yes. Yes, you can start your, your uh, keyboard, singer, songwriter, keyboard career again. Yeah. If you could write... I wish I could have written, ever written a song that was close to this fucking song <laughs> This song is a fucking banger, my friend Yeah? It, yeah, I, I, how many times have I told you that? Oh, I always feel like you're fucking with I'm me I'm not That's crazy I could hear, I hear this song on Top 40 Radio This song's great
1: <laughs> Let's send it in, man, let's get rich You should
0: Uh, okay any last yes. words about anything?
1: Nah, just that I'm feeling really good about this, and I'm you know really happy that you're behind me 100. Yeah, it makes of course. Me feel really good. Yeah. Uh,
0: now you're gonna go sneeze a billion times and piss out your ass. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Well, have fun with that. Yeah. That I'm not behind you for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay outside of the room while that's going on. Uh, thank you for listening to the Awkward i Podcast. Go on iTunes and leave a written review. Once we have 100, we're gonna throw a party, and uh, at that point, hopefully, Richie will be clean, clean, clean. Mm-hmm. But we're still going to do a bunch of crazy, weird shit there. We're going to have people perform. We're going to all the things that we've ever talked about. And you're all invited once we have 100 written reviews. Uh Otherwise, we'll see you in a few short days.
1: Get more painless, want to smoke you up. Inhale my best and I'm out love. With love, want to smoke you up. Even though my jessers smoke you up. Get more painless, want to smoke you up. hit Inhale my best and a am Surrounded by seeds, I'm lost in the trees. My thirst and...